This week on Not Sauce for Work, Terry Tam returns after a week off. I get in, I get into having to do some forceful renovation. We remember a Hall of Famer, and we get a live look into a Northern Florida tire fire. We'll get into these topics and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Tab returns as I said in the open, and his headset, of course, is having trouble. Smack it! Smack it! Oh, did it pop for you? No, it didn't. No. Did it pop for you? It's the wire. Just play with the wire again. It's because I gotta lift it, but I can't do the whole show like this. Call it a dirty girl. Did I go. Spit in his face. Put your phone. Put my phone under it. Yeah, the wire. Terry, what else do you do to your girl to make her behave? Jeez, to make her behave. Yeah. <laughs> you say yes I do my best Yeah but that's the problem here You're not listening <laughs> I can't um, listen The other yeah, voice of course you heard is yeah, the What you do with your phone doesn't work Yeah I'm sorry buddy um, The the uh, the disembodied voice you heard of course Is the Eagle Eye Master Control Who is producing the show as always Boys we had a windstorm on Saturday um, 100 miles an hour Eagle saw the picture I forgot to send it to you um, I have a, a semi-detached house with a shared driveway and a very heavy, very large uh, car cover, refer- referred to colloquially here in Montreal as a tempo. Um, the we- the wind lifted it up, and as we were going to bed Saturday night, um, my wife goes to close the curtains, and she saw the tempo like up, elevate to a, no, like at the level of our second story, um, and so. I went outside, and what we had was, there we go, there's the picture. That is the outside of my home. Luckily, this blocks my address, thank you. So how did, what ha- <laughs> I checked that beforehand. Yeah, thank you for making what sure. What happened, is it up or is it flips? No, it is up completely. Oh, okay. The front of it is okay, okay. In, is blocking my bedroom window. <laughs> I was looking at it, uh, I, thought it I thought it was long. Yeah, it's also uh, atop of my neighbor's car. Um okay. So we've had some damage, <laughs> mostly my neighbor's house. Is he a good neighbor? Yeah, great neighbor. Uh, Love the dude. I've, that's a shame. I've literally known him since I was a child, so it, oh, it's okay. great neighbor to have. Um, but it's a really unfortunate situation. Uh, the, the fire department had to come take it down. Slap that remote under the wire. Uh, I can try that. Um, oh. How's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. there we go, Terry. Your it's voice changes as soon as you hear yourself. It's not great, though. I'm sorry. It's only one ear. Well, one ear is better than I'm privileged. Two ears. Um, Th- first so r- first world problems. So it looked like there was a giant pirate sale in front of my home, <laughs> and um, <laughs> the fire department came to tear it down because like you can't leave it like that. It can rip off and cause serious damage to the house or somebody. Especially else. with the wind, it can just fly. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I'll end up with a temple. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> It'll fly from RDP uh-huh. all the way to St. Dorothy. There we go. Hopefully, hopefully. This isn't Kansas anymore. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, and of course, then I, w- I was feeling terrible about myself and like, oh my God, this is, how can this happen to me? And then I turned on the news and saw what happened as a, as a series of tornadoes ripped through Kentucky and just an awful situation there. It was bad. There's one city, one like a drone footage I saw of one town. It was brutal, man. It was really bad. Like, I, yeah, th- I hope they evacuated everybody. I think that from what I read, they did. 
but it's crazy. And if you don't believe that all this is somehow involved with climate change, you're not paying attention. <laughs> like at like this I, point, I get that. Like a lot of the uh, like the anti climate changers, whatever you want to call them, is that is that they think that this has always happened in history. It's going to happen again. It's just the time. So, but, but it he, didn't happen this rapidly. It didn't happen this rapidly. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you think that. We're all going to die <laughs> if it doesn't start to change. But the way I see it is that we're good in Montreal for another like 100 years at least. Unless... unless I mean, we're also in the middle of a shit. fucking island. Like, we yeah. can just flood <laughs> at any time. No, we can't because of how, uh, how much higher than sea level we are, technically. Well, but New York had flooding in a way that they haven't had. Flooding because of their plumbing system. Yeah, it's well, not because true. of that's the, the way the city is. Um, but the, the shareholders' peas. We can't invest in uh, climate change equipment because then we lose profit. But we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> how, how big is the city of New, the New York City compared to the city of Montreal? Like physical? Yeah. Montreal's actually, I believe, bigger. bigger. The, the actual island's bigger than the island of Manhattan. Bigger. So yeah. they imagine they have 10 times the amount of people we have. Yeah. So naturally, if everybody flushes at the same time, they're fucked. So you need to, you need to stagger your flushing. Yeah. So like Queens can only flush from this time to this time. And Manhattan it's a shame because Queens is the home of flushing. It is flushing Queens yeah. exactly. Speaking of, it which, is also known is also the home of the Mets, who belong in a toilet bowl to flush. Yeah. <laughs> Every season. Yeah. No matter how good it looks. No matter how. No matter how good it looks, they just need to be in the toilet. Um. So Add this the brings Jets me and Giants into that bowl as well. But this brings but me not Queens. This brings me to. A different toilet the, arm, the armpit of the United States. Yeah, it's really. it, it is the armpit of the universe. Yeah, um, I use that reference a lot. The armpit of this because mm-hmm. it's a very good reference when you want to say something is garbage. Yeah, but although the other flushing brought me to the point um, where I actually wanted to take this conversation, and it's because I was doing a lot of this reading while I was on toilet bowl. Yes, best reading time. Best reading time. Um, I and I go I go to the washroom more often than I think than anyone I know. I only got no for sure not more than five me. times a day. Yeah, I'm about the same. All right. Nice. Uh, but the only reason why I got The Athletic was for caca reading time. Yeah, yeah it's the best. No it's the best. Yeah, there are no articles. Way. Like, you can get three articles and one shit, and that's the ideal. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. 30, 45 minutes, and we're good to go. Absolutely. And so um, I wanted to ask this question, because this is a safe room with guys here. And I feel like sure. guys don't often have this conver- these conversations amongst themselves. How often, while taking a shit, do you get your legs going numb because you're reading something on your phone? And are we the first generation to have numb legs on the shitter because of It's happened a couple of times. It's not, it doesn't happen too often. What I do get, I don't, this is a common thing for me, is when I lean on my elbows too long, I lose fingers. Like, oh, the fingertips. And my, my, uh, yeah. my pinky finger only. So that's what I lose. Uh, I, I'm too much of a fidgeter. Like I'm always kind of like moving a yeah. little bit, so that doesn't happen to me very often, you are to be honest. You are mm. a twitchy motherfucker. I got, I, I happened to me three times this week. Three times, I, I was like, okay, now I get to get, get up from the shitter. But I can't yet, so I need to sit like this, staring into space for like 45 seconds to get the feeling back. <laughs> now I can wipe my ass. <laughs> now I can wipe my ass. It's all about wiping your ass. Oh, also, I didn't know this existed, but are you a... Because I'm a standing wiper. I didn't know sitting wipers existed. Yeah, me. You're a sitting wiper? I go back, I go back to front. What do you do? I, I go front to back. I go back to front. That's insane. That's insane. I, I lift the... I've had this, I think we've had this conversation oh, yeah? before. Yeah? Okay. I lift the balls... Mm-hmm. So I, I cup the balls completely, and then I uh, I grab I st- I stand up I sorry I don't sit down but I kind of like bend over and then I'll shoot this arm as far back as I can and then with this finger I'll just scoop everything out until there's nothing left. Eagle, you're the arbiter. Standing or or sitting wiper? I stand. Standing wiper. So two versus one. You're you, a weirdo. And so you stand and you go back to front or you go front to back? I go front to back. Yeah, I don't I understand th- how people do that. 
This way. No, no, I don't understand <laughs> how people can reach there and get all of the shit. With our with our arms, <laughs> no, but like I tried, I've tried it, and okay. it just it's like I feel like my fingers are just digging through the toilet paper. I feel like you've been doing too much chest at the gym. Chest, bro, I actually did back today. Yeah. Destroyed. That's can you like, like clap this. your hands? Yeah. Okay, so you should be able to reach your ass. Yeah. I know I can't. I'm not saying I'm not saying I can't. I'm saying it's not enough. Oh, sorry, buddy. Uh, you killed all of the headsets. No, I can hear mine. It's fine. <laughs> are we good? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we'll now? figure it out. Pop it. There we go. It's good. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> all that to say, uh, this weekend was kind of shitty. <laughs> it was kind of shitty. Um, uh, let's, let's get into it. We have a ton of stuff. It's time for us to get into the news. I said that the weirdest way possible. Ah, uh, Terry, it's the news. Is it though? It is. All right. Um, so the first story, of course, um, kind of, st- it sucks to start a show this way, but it's kind of the biggest story, sports story of the weekend. So it, it's, it's disingenuous to start any other way. Um, Demarius Thomas, um, from what I've heard, obviously nobody is entirely good. No one's entirely bad, but he seems to have been overwhelmingly a good person. He passed away at 34, uh, complications that resulted in seizures, uh, complications going back to a car accident he had in 2019. Wow. Um, Passed away in in Roswell, uh, Georgia, which <coughs> is steps away from Alpharetta, Georgia, which is where I spent a lot of my time. And it was a sometimes just details of a story sort of haunt you a little bit. Mm. And it's not like I knew him. It's not like I even go to Roswell often. But just you have knowing an where it was him, yeah. gave me a different association, right? Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. It's um, like it's like when you hear somebody from Montreal is this person. Like like there's that Australian boxer that just won a couple weeks ago, but he's Greek. Mm-hmm. So like I have associated to him because he's Greek, so I became a fan instantly. Yeah. You know, so when when somebody's from your area, you're automatically going to be a fan. Yeah, and that's that's the, like it just sort of like I was like, oh man, I didn't know he's from there, and it's like, yeah. oh, this really sucks. Yeah, it was. I'm not even from Georgia. <laughs> it's just, I, spent so I love Demarius Thomas. I mean, he was. I had him in a bunch of fantasy teams. He was I the greatest him. name to make fantasy team names out of. Like Demarius Targaryen. Yeah, yeah Demarius Targaryen. That was one. very popular because Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. and Demarius, Demarius Thomas were famous at the same time, you know? So they so they lined up uh, without anybody in the X spot where he was. Yeah, literally the next video where Eagle. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Know. Uh, let's, let's play the video and then, and then we'll discuss it. The X position will be left oh, open. Only 10 men on the field at the 25 yard line. <laughs> the Lions should have accepted the boundary. If it was Urban Meyer, he would have. Oh, definitely. 100%. He would have been like, I tried to recruit Tony. John Hussey is the referee. And they're going to take the delay of game. And so many people came out after they talked about how good of a guy Demarius Thomas is. It's tough. My to favorite part about this clip is you watch the Broncos offense starting to walk back those five yards, right? Yeah. And here comes Gordon Sutton onto yeah. the field. And, and, you know, we've said this on the show is like, what a moment as much as we'd love to tease. The, the things Dan Campbell does. Just 10 men. We can't. We don't hate Dan Campbell. He's a, he seems like a genuinely good person who cares about and his job, who cares about his players, who cares about football in a way that's unreasonable. And that's why. And that's why he, he refused, which should have been an obvious accepted penalty, yeah. because 
it's more important, right? Like yeah. the sanctity of the game and who this person was to the game yeah. is more important than five yards. Because who gives a shit about Dan five Campbell's yards? all about the game. Yeah, he's only about. I'll the tell game. you what, if it was Dan Patricia, except <laughs> Matt yeah. Patricia. Oh, Matt Patricia definitely, Matt Patricia, yeah. and definitely <laughs> his lesser known brother Dan. Apparently, I just uh, merged Dan Campbell and Matt Patricia yeah, yeah. to Dan Patricia. That'd be a terrible coach. Probably, by the, probably way. the worst coach in the history. <laughs> <of> the <NFL>. <laughs> <laughs> just if those two had like a a, a test tube baby, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. <laughs> but um. Was it? Uh, Bill Belichick, I guarantee, would have accepted it. I don't know. Bill yeah. Belichick has a history of football kind of thing, too. Um, Bill Belichick, I feel like if you told him in advance, he would be like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. But if you did it like on the fly, he'd be like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, Except. exactly. Yeah. yeah. He'd be like, well, you should have told me. I didn't know what you guys were doing. Yeah. But no stupid. idea. I don't know what you guys are doing. It was just a giant 88 on the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bill, man. Um, it was, and even you see the players, like the Lions players clapping along. It was just a cool moment. You yeah, know, like it it's obviously it's, it sucks. It's sad. It's it's horrific for the family. No parents should ever have to bury their children. Uh, but to see the players clapping, it's it's cool. A cool it's, moment. It's, it's, it's always good because we hear always, there's always shit, especially nowadays. Everybody just we're so divided. And I mean, I'm only mentioning this because of because of the statement. But like Dominic Cruz won a fight this weekend in the UFC and he said, at the end of his uh, for his octagon interview after he won, he said, "We're too divided. We need to come back together." And things like this show you that like shit that goes on outside of whatever you're doing is not that important. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, if you you have to realize that everybody's arguing with each other, not to hear each other, to kind of respond. But when the moments like this happen, you can kind of like slow it down and then re- realize that. You know, we're all just fucking human with, I, a Twitter, I, with a Twitter handle. That's all we are. I've started to uh, realize that um, my approach now is when people disagree with me online. You just stop talking. I just say, okay, this person disagrees with me. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Because guess what? I know the internet will have you believe opposite. It's fine if people disagree with you. It's yeah. okay. And people are so fucking salty on the internet. It's yeah. crazy. Like, Juliana Pena won, and she posted a picture of Zac Efron kind of, like, looking at her as she's walking to the octagon. And she's like, oh, look, Zac Efron's checking me out. But he's not really looking at her. He's kind of looking, like, behind her. Yeah. So I made a comment, and I said, you're delusional. He's not even looking at you. Jeez, like, relax. Yeah. Very tongue-in-cheek. To be fair, I wish Zac Efron was looking at me. Some guy responded, so. Groper45683, a bot, obviously. <laughs> and uh, he's like, dude, you're a fucking asshole. And I'm like, and then I sent him the gif of the joke going over his head because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. People are just too sensitive nowadays. I Says the guy who's posting shit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's different because... It's different I think because my, my, my thing on Twitter is that I just like to comment on people. I don't shit. actually think... People, I don't make fun of anybody. I don't. I, I, I mean, think, I do. I think the whole sensitivity thing is overplayed because a, I think people are, are the same people we've always been. There's like an alarming amount of evidence that shows we've we have we haven't actually evolved through thousands of years. I mean, yeah. we have bi- biologically. I mean, we're the same kind of people we've been for thousands of years, which is an indictment also. on on humanity. But the other thing is, it's just that there's a voice, there's an outlet now, and we tend to think that the internet has the majority of opinions, but it's under, it's overwhelmingly a minority of people who post, yeah. and and of that, you get the same kind of people from the same parts of the world who tend to post on social what, media. What's the guy, the CEO of Twitter? Well, not anymore, Jack... Uh, Jack Dorsey? Dorsey. Uh, he said once that uh, the amount of... Uh, actual people that have a Twitter account in the world is under ten percent. Yeah, and and and, and they and but they and make of that, up how many of the accounts are actually like are actually like like accounts people don't use? Yeah, exactly. Like a disbanded account or whatever. Yeah, like my my Terry Tam FPF account. Like no, I don't use that anymore. But I it still exists. I should change it though. Change the name. 
become like a troll account? Yeah, yeah troll FPF. That. Troll FPF. There you go. <laughs> be awesome. Oh, I, <gasps> that's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, and I just start ripping guys, and it's gonna go on the website. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It's genius. <laughs> How have we not thought of that? Also, remember that like ten percent of the world population can't get on Twitter because yeah. China. And yeah. the other ten percent can't because internet India. <laughs> yeah, in Africa. I mean, not not everywhere in Africa, but, but yeah, most parts. You know, large parts. I get it. what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's it's essentially the voice the voice of the obnoxious and privileged is what we see on both sides of the internet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the thing, another thing that you can unite us all, except for Ohio and Northern Florida, is Urban Meyer. Um, if Urban Meyer was there, like we said, he would have accepted the penalty. And I'm I'm. I saw this going poorly. I think a lot of people saw this going poorly. I, I'm not going to say I, I'm omniscient. I remember when he got hired in our chat, I was just like, guys, I, I don't see how this works with yeah. Urban Meyer, it won't. the psychotic you, control freak. You know it's, you know he's not going to work. Maybe they brought him in just so Trevor Lawrence has like a year off just to kind of like take the pressure away from me. Like, look at my coach. He's an idiot. I think that's what they did it for. I, that I, had to have been. What reason? What what sex tape does he have on Khan? That they hired him. Well, I, I heard Tony Khan in an interview talk about how he loved Urban Meyer and how Urban Meyer's philosophy of life changed his life. So Urban Meyer recruited him. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to be he interviews well, right? Because like, that's, that's what a recruiter does. Essentially, is you, you're, you're sitting in an interview. like you're, you're in theory interviewing players, but in reality, you're undergoing the interview so that people trust you yeah. to, to go play for you, exactly. right? Exactly. There is a quote coming out of the Jaguars locker room. I don't know exactly if it's been uh, attributed to an actual player or not, but basically went something along the lines of, yeah, you know, Urban Meyer preaches his whole, like, family type of team chemistry and the whole stuff, and he's completely full of shit, essentially. Like, it, he doesn't actually live up to it. He, he lives his life entirely differently, and that none of the players actually respect him. So I can't see this going well. Admittedly, Pete, it's exactly what you said was going to happen, right? That he was never going to be able to win over the players. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's not even just the players. I remember last week, when it was when James Robinson got benched for a fumble because apparently this is high school football, <laughs> and like yeah, let's bench our best player. And then since then he's barely been getting the ball. That's crazy. I, okay, admittedly, fantasy owner. I have a lot of James Robinson <laughs> in a lot of my leagues. Um, Here, here's the quote, by the way. It came from uh, Paulino. I got to get the first Sal? name here for you. Yeah, Sal Palantonio. And he said he came in <laughs> he, preaching. He's the worst at names. You can't read. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't there. It's from Twitter. It okay. wasn't posted. Fine. So uh, it's saying it was a quote from a Jaguars player saying he came in preaching values, family, and team. It's been anything but since the start of training camp. He's a phony and a hypocrite. We know who he is. Well, family, while while he was trying to finger bang somebody in his own bar, while his wife was at home. So family, family. Um, F is for family. Listen, they, I, I if they wanted family, they should have hired Dom Toretto. I don't know about you guys, but I don't insult my aunts and uncles to their faces at family events like he did. Oh, I definitely do. So here's the thing. So um, I mean, it depends on the kind of insult. You're d- d- there's a couple about. things. So like when, I when, it, chops. when when the when the James Robinson thing happened, he blamed uh, 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 sorry running back coach Bernie Parmalee. Um, so he threw a, a, an assistant coach under the bus, and then this happened. I'll read it to you, Terry. During a staff meeting, Meyer delivered a biting message uh, that he's a winner and his assistant coaches are losers, according to several people uh, informed uh, of the contents of the meeting, challenging each coach individually to explain why they've ever won, forcing them to defend their resumes. So you hired them. Wouldn't you? That sounds like a a job interview. Wouldn't you have done that before you (laughs) hired them? And secondly... All of these coaches have more NFL wins than you do, Urban. It's not only that; is that he's such a control freak and he's such a an insecure loser 
that um, he has to rip on his his coaches that the players respect more than him than him and also so it, he can get them on his side not realizing that you're just being a bully and an asshole and at the end of the day nobody's going to respect you for that we're at different times urban this isn't you, the john madden era tell you you played football you were closer with your position coach than your oh, head coach right d- definitely and definitely it's more so the case in the nfl i imagine the coach is like a leader role the co- head coach is like a leader role and your position coach is kind of like your mentor yeah almost you know so you have like a a more intimate relationship with that person than you do. I, I imagine, and we talked about James Robinson, Bernie Parmalee. I imagine they have a closer relationship than 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 Urban, than Urban Meyer and, and James yeah. Robinson, for, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and and then of course there was there was this here. Uh, we're gonna play this. This is Urban Meyer being asked a question about his players, and and let's hear his his very detailed response. You've been telling us all year that you have faith in that offensive line. They're sitting there asking every week, like what what's going on there? Fuck that question. Yeah. That's a dumb question. So it is a dumb question because a I I hate the guys are earning a lot of money. Yeah, that's why. First I of all, it. they're earning a lot of money, jackass, because they're much better at everything they do than anything you've ever tried. In and your life. you have a paycheck mm-hmm. because they earn that money. Exactly. You're only making money because of how much money they earn. So complain about their play. Fine. Don't complain yeah, about their play based on how much how much they're, money they make. They're worth with Go the fuck yourself. They're worth with the market decides their worth, which also decides your paycheck. <laughs> by <laughs> <Exactly>. the way, <laughs> it's the same system. That's a also dumb regardless of how much they're getting paid, you're telling them what to do out there. Yeah. So if you're telling them to do stupid shit, that's on you. And for you as a coach to go up there and basically throw your players under the bus and not take any By just answering, yourself, yeah. 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 Like a dick. Yeah. The correct answer is, that's an unfair question. We're not putting our players in a position to win games and we have to be better at their coaching staff well, so that well, we can uh, maximize their value. Eagle, you're, you're already more qualified than You're Urban assuming Meyer. that Urban Meyer is willing to take responsibility for losses of a team that he no, coaches. No, it's his coach's fault. Yeah. Which Fuck he that. hired. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait for him to have a fake medical issue again so that he can then take some other college job and then ruin some other kid. Oh, yeah, I'm he's, su- he's going to be diagnosed with a broken ego. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't blamed the fact that Etsy, Travis Etienne was injured this year. It's Imagine he blames in that. Jacksonville. He's like, we need Tony Bozzelli back. Let's, let's, never, let's never forget, by the way, Urban Meyer knew, knew that there was something up with Aaron Hernandez before he then went on to murder other people, and so, and we I mean, know did this. He though? We know this because he told Aaron Hernandez to declare for the draft and not return to college because they wouldn't be able to keep it quiet. He's obvious, it's been reported. He's obviously an asshole. Yeah, he's obviously somebody that ten years from now we're gonna see some some scandalous news that comes out about him. I'm I'm honestly I'm predicting within the next five to ten years. Urban Meyer is canceled. Yeah, he's completely canceled. Like, if, if we thought John Gruden was bad, this will be worse. I think he's living on the edge right now. Yeah, I think he's living on the edge right now, and he's and he's like he knows that there's some dirt about him, and he's trying to kind of get away with it. That's why he came to the NFL. That's why he keeps jumping spot. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think there's something going to come out about Urban Meyer in the next few years. Well, I mean, let's take. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we have uh, we have the privilege, of course, to have a live Wait, look at what's going on with the Jaguars. Uh, in in Jacksonville right now, they're right next to each other. Should all slabs? I mean, look at. Yeah, that's I'm a live sure look at uh, all of Jacksonville. Right next to each other. Should all slabs? 
Just uh, two players colliding at all times. So uh, this is like me and playing quarterback and f- recreational flag football. Uh, okay, you give me a 10 out, and then you give me a 10 in. Yeah. Or we're going to run into each other. No, it's different. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's Urban Meyer's play calling. Uh, <laughs> also, you get a point? Yeah, there's a fun story, too, coming out of the Jacksonville camp about Andre Sisco. He was the uh, third-round pick of the 2021 NFL draft for uh, Jaguars. And they ask Urban Meyer about you know if he's getting playtime and everything. He goes, yeah, he's playing a little bit more, I think. I don't have numbers in front of me, but he's getting more playtime. Take a guess on how many defensive snaps Andre Sisco got in their game. I'm going to say six, seven. Zero. 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 Oh, he's but getting he more got a little bit more. Ah. It's not negative. So did he get, I guess he was playing like special teams? He not had even. to have been no. playing special, special no. teams. He just wasn't playing at all. He was active and not playing. There isn't one player that's on the active roster that doesn't touch the field. Except for Andre Sisco. He just broke a record. <laughs> Congratulations, Andre Sisco. You've Awful. broken a record. Awful. Um... Matt Nagy's having a tough time. I, there's there's something about coaches when they have a feeling that their tenure's ending, they just do dumber and dumber yeah. shit. Uh, Eagle, bring up this quote by Matt Nagy. Uh, yeah, give me a second here because Facebook is stupid. This is quote of the century only because of their record and how shit he is as a being coach. And like I, you know, it's quote I, of the century. You know that I don't like going after dudes' jobs, right? These guys, yeah. other than Urban Meyer. Um, you know what? Go earn your paycheck, and, and I'm happy for you, and go make the living as long as you can, because, listen, there's only 32 of these jobs. Eagle, it's too small for me to read from that far, so if you can read it, I'd appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so he basically says, uh, Matt Nagy admitted to, this is from Adam Hogue, Hodge, Ho- Hoagie. Hogue. Um, Matt Nagy admitted today that he should have gone for it on fourth and inches in the fourth quarter with his team down 11 points. Quote, you wish you would have went for it. That's the part where you look back as a coach and you go, damn, that would have been a time to do that. <laughs> I love it. They're yeah. fucking, he's, he's classic. He's classic in the, the sense that you know what to expect, but he still kind of shocks you a bit. And the fact that he has this mentality, it means that he just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's this is a direct quote. Like it's not something that people made up. It's not something that was behind it's something the door. He said. He said he looked into a camera and he said this this stuff. You wish you would have went for it. That's the part where you look back as a coach and you go, "Damn, that would have been a time to do that." Yeah, you're down eleven. We it's all said it inches. from our couches. It's it's crazy. I didn't. I I never coached a down in football. I used to go to practices and help linebackers and D linemen and stuff. I never coached a down in football. I would have told you just go for it. What do you have to lose at this point? You're yeah. not winning the division. You're not going to the playoffs. You're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just it's do something different. Make the general manager and the owner of the Bears be like, you know what? He's trying shit. It's it's so he just gave up. It's it's so fr- it's exactly that he gave up, um, and he doesn't want to say, I've given up on the team, <laughs> right? Like yeah. that that's that's what it comes down to, and it's, um, it's frustrating to watch. He he was brought there to be offensively innovative, and here's the thing. When he, when he had debatably the same or less talent on his team, like when Tariq Cohen was the lead back of the team, they were a better offense. And, and something broke in him when they missed that field goal. Yeah. We keep saying it. Like, he forgot how to he do lost, his job. He lost his wind. It's crazy. It, it, it's it unfortunate. And like at this point, it, ju- it, it, it feels like a guy... You've worked with people like this who... Just show up to collect a paycheck. Yeah, definitely. They're just there. They're clocking in, clocking out. They're not yeah. doing any of the work. Yeah. They're letting the work pile up. Urban Meyer. And they're there to collect a paycheck as long as they can before they get fired. Of course. And that's George all Cas- George Costanza. Yeah. George Costanza. He, 
is a quote, George Costanza. And this is bad that I got into Seinfeld now. Because you're going to al- make 40-year-old references. I've always liked Seinfeld, but now that it's on Netflix, I've actually been binge-watching it, and it's great. It's unbelievable. George, the, the quote is that George is the hardest worker at not trying to work. Mm-hmm. So, he, so he does everything he can to not work. And he works harder to not work than he would if he actually worked. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I, I would say that when I, I used to be a bigger procrastinator. I'm a huge procrastinator. And the, the so amount good. of things I do while procrastinating, yeah. I could have just done the work. Yeah, exactly. It would have it taken me less time. I procrastinate the smallest things. I'm, I'm a deadline guy. If you tell me Tuesday, it'll be done by Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, I'm going to wait till Monday night to do it. <laughs> you know, that's just the Monday midnight. <laughs> Monday midnight. I used to have a joke of, do today, do today. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, the uh, <laughs> the Cowboys had a game this weekend against the Washington football team. They did. It was a good game. It was a great game. It was yeah. a great game. I, I really enjoyed it. A little sloppier than would have liked. But they uh, they heard, uh, Jerry Jones heard that um, the th- there was some fuckery about with the Washington football team in terms of the facilities and was worried that the benches would not be heated. Oh. So he flew in the Cowboys benches, um, as sure. we see here on Twitter. You're um, to do. And I, the first thing I thought of, Terry, was, of course, Texas brings their own electric chairs. Buzzing. Hey, apparently they heard from the Seattle staff that this had happened to the, the Seahawks, essentially, where at their game, their heated seats for the stadium were like on and off. They were kind of like jiggly or whatever it was on the fritz. And so they hired basically a transfer and logistics company from Ohio, I think it was, to help them basically fly their benches in and basically say, no, no, we got this, essentially, guaranteeing really? that it was going to work. So that's the reason behind it now. I bet your teams are going to start doing this now. I'm, I'm sure it also f- goes into the pettiness between Ron Rivera and Mike McCarthy, the back and forth this week. Right. About how I don't McCarthy think Ron guaranteed a win. Paid. Rivera did a speech about how it's all like psychological warfare and you have to go. Yeah, he said he's like, oh, he, uh, he said uh, McCarthy made it about him, not about the players. Right. What is that? kind of is that a waste of a guaranteed win? If you're going up, like, should kind you of. beat? I mean, it's a big w- it's a big win because it's a division game and, that, and the bottom three are kind of like. You know, you can bring you knock, better than Washington. You knocked a hundred percent. You knocked them down a notch. You know what I mean? Like the best, pl- the two best players on Washington are playing like shit. One, because the quarterback can't throw him the ball. Terry McLaurin, not playing great. He got him injured. He got him injured. He got him injured this week. And, and second is Chase Young. Has, hasn't really. He's injured. Yeah, he's injured. But he hasn't really played. He wasn't playing well. He was freelancing. The level of his, yeah, exactly. And getting wrecked essentially because defensive line coaches were planning for, for that. He wasn't. He wasn't. Um, he doesn't do the plays like he's he's like he's more focused. He said it anyway. He's like, I know that I, I took advantage and I can't. I think by the way, when he when he comes back, he's gonna be a monster. Because he, he seems like the, the kind of guy who's like who's like, okay, I get it, I yeah. gotta fix this. I know? think he's the best athlete in that division. I disagree. Mika Parsons. He's uh, Mika Parsons, the de- defensive player of the year so far. That's I mean, there's the fact that they let him fall to Dallas. That the crazy. NFL let him fall to Dallas. He had uh, he had a lot of like bad. Uh, stuff about it. That's why he lives here with his mom. So he, oh, here he, in Dallas. Yeah, not not here. Not in Montreal. Uh, it'd be weird. <laughs> if he wants to live in Montreal, it's fine. But it uh, just it doesn't make sense. COVID. <laughs> traveling, it'd be so hard. It'd traveling so to hard Dallas to and Montreal, which I never understood why Dallas is in the NFC East. Like there's all the way down there, and they play against yeah. Philly, Dallas, Philly, yeah, New weird. York, and Washington. It was just a time where they needed teams to fill divisions. Um, no, but when I when I when I look at this. Um, when I look when I look at uh, that situation with with Dallas, when th- th- they took a chance on on Randy Gregory, they took a chance on on um, uh, Mika Parsons. The way the rookie salary cap is structured is that if they screw up when you when you draft them, just cut them. Yeah. Just trade them. Just cut them. Yeah. It it doesn't cost you much. Yeah. The, the, it comes off your book. Okay, they're on your books for the next year for a small cap hit, yeah. and then it's off your books. Yeah. So 
Why not take chances? Uh, but depends on the reason that the person has like bl- kind of blacklisted. I don't know what the issue with Michael Parsons was exactly, but well, the guy the guy who went to join the UFC after what's his name? Oh, oh Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, fine. <laughs> that one. That was a bad. Throwing one. a woman onto a bed of of guns. Yeah, bad. Of uh, automatic rifles. Yeah. If the Deshaun Watson stuff is true, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. But I mean, like, so, like w- 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 was that. There was a guy, he's a corner for Arizona. I for, I've already forgotten his name. Patrick Peters. No, the dude who, who fell in the draft because he threw a shoe in, in, in an NCAA game. Who cares? Oh, it was, no, it, it wasn't it uh, the fight. He got, into, he got into a fight and he threw a shoe at yeah. somebody. Yeah. Like, who cares? He threw a shoe at somebody. <laughs> I mean, other, other than the Austin Powers joke of who throws a shoe. Yeah. I mean, okay. It's a shoe. He, he made a mistake. He threw a shoe. Okay. But it's a sign of like bad attitude. But the thing is that the margin for error is so small. You know what I mean? It's so small that the one fuck up you make, there's the next man up. But you know who improves your margin of error? Having better athletes. Also having a leader that can show you the right way. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, like I've been seeing this for a while. Jerry Jones is not drafting for the Cowboys. They have somebody who knows what they're doing because there's not a team who's drafted better over the last five or six years than the Dallas Cowboys. Steven Jones. I don't even think it's... I think they have like a team of people. No, but the Cowboys have always drafted well. Not the Quincy Carter. <laughs> no, no, Quincy Carter. I don't even think it was drafted. <laughs> no, no, but the whole era was bad. <laughs> no, was, I mean they still had. It was a rough five-year patch where I think Jerry Jones was still trying to run the team with an iron fist. Since Wade Phillips, since Wade Phillips, they've yeah. been drafting really well. They have been. Like Demar, we didn't talk about Demarcus Ware, Marcus Spears that year, both in the first round, two great, one Hall of Famer, Super Bowl winner. But, but you know the era show. I'm talking about, like, like yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Right before early, Tony Romo, early 2000s, yeah, yeah early 2000s was rough. Was, was pretty brutal. I, it was like it was like at the point where uh, where it was not this bad, but when Al Davis was still drafting for the Raiders, and just missing on every draft pick. You know what? I the the era of the Cowboys that I missed is when when they had Tony Romo, Marion Barber. Julio Jones, Des Bryant, Patrick. Have Julio Jones. Uh, no, uh, uh, Julius Jones. Sorry, oh. Julius Jones, yes. the running back. Uh, who else they had? Uh, it was Jason Witten. They had their offensive line was a mix of a few guys that are there now. Um, yeah, it was like the transition into what they yeah have now, what yeah. they have now. It, it was honestly Jeff Beasley that back was then my too, favorite. Actually, Cole Beasley was after. Yeah, but that this is the time where like when Romo was like it was like 2010, 2011. Romo came in in 2009. That era for me was my favorite. Roy Williams, Terrence Newman. Um, Terrence Newman must have played for 50 years. Terrence Newman was one of the fastest guys in the NFL, fast, like uh, uh, right away. And then he kind of lost his speed and he, yeah. he went to the Bengals after. He went to the Saints, I think, too, at one point. Yeah, he, he, but he hung on for a while. Like He's one of those guys that like we were talking about two weeks ago, Kenny Vaccaro. It's like, yeah. why? He's why? He's still around. <laughs> like, yeah. Terrence I mean, Newman just hung around. He must be a really good dude. Yeah, good yeah, dude sure. and not bad enough to get benched. And that's all it is. Um, so the, the Rams and Cards played last night. To be honest, I don't know why because it was a good game. I fell asleep at halftime. Um, I, I just fell asleep. It was a good game. I, I fell asleep. It. I don't watch it. Um, but the big story out of the game, of course, uh, is all of the COVID cases. The NFL now having 75 uh, cases over, over two weeks. Uh, just as fantasy playoffs are starting, just as betting is ramping up for guys in you. It's it's chaos. It's yeah. absolute chaos. I have a, a buddy who was leading in our big money league, because, and he stacked up on the Rams. He's like, I believe in the Rams. Oh, they're fucked. With Matthew Stafford, <laughs> he's he's a first round done. It's guaranteed. He, there's no way he's. He has nobody playing. He has both Sony Michelle and Henderson. He has Odell Beckham and, <laughs> and uh, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. But Odell Beckham didn't get. Uh, we don't know what's oh, gonna happen know, over yeah, the next. Because you know. I have him. That's why. Fuck, man. Yeah. I I only made it. 
I'm in four leagues. I made two, into two of them. One that weren't together. I'm seven for seven in the playoffs. What do you mean? How's that possible? I'm in seven leagues. I made seven playoffs. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And that's enough for our own fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's 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 madness, and and I understand, you know, the NFL trying to keep the the the, the boat afloat, basically, because yeah. uh, a lot of money is at stake, and it just it, it sucks that at times I feel we're watching a distorted product, right? Like I remember having to watch uh, Hoyer play quarterback for the New England Patriots last year, and. I'm like, why am I watching this? Yeah, why? I don't want to watch. Why? Why, are, why is the NFL putting on this product? Yeah. I do not want this product. And it's it's th- they have to get to the dollars. I get it. I understand. I understand it's a business, but man, it ruins it ruins my Sundays. It's the worst, you know. Um, the the Montreal Canadiens have begun their search for the for their GM, um, and it, there's been a lot of coverage about this. And and I I was reading actually, it's so weird to be reading. Detailed coverage about the Montreal Canadiens and the Athletic, but it's a big yeah. deal when the biggest franchise in a sports history, the NHL, is is undergoing a transformation the way they are. And it turns out uh, Jeff Molson and his team are looking at three female candidates uh, to be general manager, which is interesting. Amongst other, amongst candidates. others, yeah. So th- I mean, listen, it's obvious they're not going to hire a woman to be the general manager. The only reason why is that if you hire a woman on. She needs to be groomed because regardless of uh, steps you want to take in the right direction and the Habs had a PR nightmare with the draft of drafting Logan Mayu, yeah. they have to kind of change the way it looks. So this is a good way to do it. The fact that you're going through the interviews, but realistically, other than these women, they didn't, they've never been general managers of a, of a pro team, uh, a minor league team yeah. or any of that. They've worked well, in front the offices, th- which is great. They're probably good numbers. But the, but the problem is, is that... Um, eventually someone has to like the problem is it's not their fault they haven't been general managers necessarily right yeah. like um and, and i think there is a path in a sense in that um I, i'm a believer in that general the general manager doesn't necessarily need, need to be a quote-unquote hockey person they could just be great business analysts they can be someone who does projections you can separate the hockey operations from business operations and it would be fine um and then in that time you groom them to become more involved in, in the hockey side of that role. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't you, and just to interject there, wouldn't you look at more like a Julien Brisebois type of example of where that would work, where yeah. you start off at like a front office job as like assistant yeah. GM, player personnel, working your way into that position? I, and, and look, we, we've seen it with the Marlins, um, where they made, a, they made a hire, and it was somebody who had a plethora of experience in, in, in front offices. So definitely that's not the case with these, because hockey, unfortunately, is lagged behind with minorities, it's like behind with. We've said it. it, it it's in some ways um, a prehistoric sport, right? Like they're, yeah. they're they're not as progressive as as the NBA has been. Do they even have female referees? Um, no, 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 no female referees. I, I don't think so. I, the NBA is at a half a decade but already. The, the thing about the thing about Canada is the thing about Canada. The thing about hockey is that. Is it? Is it be like there's no women in Canada? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It's that it's it's um. The disparity, the difference between the hockey level of women and the hockey level of men is a lot different than the hockey level of a basketball player. But unless you make the effort, unless you make the investment, I agree. it's going to be that I way. I agree. And and they have. like, There's plenty of reps. It's improving, like, yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of reps. Like, uh, who, do, who do we know, actually, that just their their sister 
Oh, uh, Anthony Manta. We don't know him. He's in the NHL. But his sister was, uh, she ref like some game. Like she was the head ref of some game. And it's like a big game in junior, I think. So, I mean, there's little steps like that. So yeah. they're coming. But that's what I'm trying to say about the assistant manager or the general manager position is that it's going to get there. It's going to happen. And within the next 10 years, it's happening. There's no doubt. But maybe bring one on as an assistant manager because they're not going to be able to. If Pierre Maguire hasn't gotten a job as a GM, a real GM, then I don't. Then there no women should be. Yet. So so here's a thought I had about this, right? Because now we have I never remember his first name. Gordon, who? Gordon. Tim Gordon's. Jeff Tim, Go- Tim Jeff Gordon's. Gordon's. Jeff Tim Gordon's. Gordon's. Tim Gordon's. Yeah, Tim it's going to be his name forever on this Tim show. Gordon's. Um, Talk about so a Twitter account. He's the one Tim effectively Gordon. making the decision on who to bring in as a GM. I'm sure he has Molson there consulting. Well, and there's blah, a team. Sedgwick is there. Uh, they brought Bob Ganey <laughs> back on this search committee as a uh, as a more of like a consultative an role yeah, e.g. Yeah. here's a paycheck for nothing uh, yeah but he's already <laughs> it's no. kind of a feel good story for somebody who's already rich I think Bob Ganey was already salaried I think he does some work for them so they're like why don't you just help this guy now since we're already paying yeah you. since we're giving you six figures for so no fucking normally reason. when you hire the GM the GM kind of brings in their staff to yeah. a degree right can you see this in a position where Tim Gordon's is gonna pick both the GM as well as some of the staff and basically yeah. say play nice and go where maybe one of these female employees they're interviewing is actually being interviewed. I mean, maybe not publicly, but is actually for more of an assistant GM or grooming position. Where yeah. that's kind of like in the plan itself. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, but like that's, that, they're not actually being considered for a GM role, but yeah. the GM isn't going to have a choice. So, so here's exactly. exactly. the thing. Where, where, where these um, interviews tend to fall apart, unfortunately, is when they, they're token interviews. Nobody wants them yeah. to be token interviews. At, at the worst heights of the Rooney rule in the NFL... Uh, we we saw how bad that can get, right? Where where guys are being paraded in just to say we interviewed minority, that's an issue, right? Um, but to your, you said you mentioned the point of like there's not a high quality uh, women's hockey, there's not high quality women's football, but there are NFL officials that are women, um, and there's because there's a training program because there's investment because yeah. there's there's money putting being put into it, and the NH and, and the NHL's defense and the Gary Bettman's defense, they've started, they started later than everyone else. Is, is, is the issue. It's different because it's, it's uh, what I was trying to say before is that you also need participation, right? Mm-hmm. And the, if you don't have a lot of participation, um, if you don't have a lot of participation, then you have uh, a situation where you're not going to get the best and you're not going to get enough. You're not going to be able to get enough of a sample size to be able to say, okay, you stand out. Because at this point, can't be just they're, hiring, not, a, they're like, not enough. Again, similar with the, with the minority, you don't want to hire just the first person because they showed up. You want to exactly. hire someone who's qualified so that you can't, it can never be pointed to be like you just hired them because exactly. of you awesome. know what I mean. Yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst part of it. I, I've seen a lot of online comments specifically calling out some of these reports, basically saying they're interviewing candidates, some of which happen to be women. The fact that they're they're women isn't the reason why this is news, right? I mean, it is, yeah, exactly. but it isn't. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, one thing from my side, I'm usually not good with words, but maybe we f- should find a better way of describing when a woman would come in as an assistant GM to work under a general manager, than other than grooming, grooming and under. <laughs> That's a good call. Work with a general manager. That's a good call. Yeah. We don't want to go to jail or anything. Yeah. That I mean, is ideal. grooming illegal? I know it's creepy. I mean, it's... Because Chris D'Elia did it, but he didn't go to jail. Yeah, but it's super creepy. Also, it's creepy. He looks like the person who would be He grooming. also played that role yeah. twice. Yeah, because he looks like that. Because if you're casting He's somebody... He's typecast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's art imitating life, imitating art, imitating life. He's typecast. The yeah. best is when he found out that's that you can that you can save conversations on Snapchat. You ever see this? <laughs> so before he got caught, he was on the fighter and the kid, and the girl, one of the interns in the back, she's like, "Oh, Snapchat, yeah, she saved." They were talking about a, a teacher who had sex with her student, and he's like, "Oh, but how did she 
how did they save the conversation in Snapchat? You can't save. And she's like, oh, no, you, there's a way you can save on Snapchat. And you saw his face change. And then it all came out later that he was sending girls I, I DMs see, on that Snapchat. It, yeah. He was sending girls DMs on Snapchat asking him, are you 18 yet? And they're like, no. He's like, okay, I'll talk to you later. He says things like that. And then he'll message them again like a year later. Are you I mean, 18 look, yet? if there's an answer right in the situation, it's better than come over, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I'm a wait. You could just say bye. But then they'll be like, they'll be like, no, sorry. And then he'll be like, oh, it's okay, cool. Because I really like you or something like that. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or he's like, well, oh, that's too bad. You know, like it's, it's creepy. It's yeah. along the lines of creepy. Yeah. Um, there was also uh, an F1 race this weekend. There was. Big, big time race. Basically, the side of the champion. Yeah. Championship. Um, so congrats to Verstappen. But it's... Fuck you, Verstappen. So the real winner is Thank Netflix. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but everyone's telling me it's awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of waiting for Christmas break so that... I have five seconds to watch something that's not yeah, sports. I'm gonna watch it. For sure. <laughs> well, technically it's a sport. It's technically sports, but it's like this time of year. Like I work with a couple of people. A lot of my friends aren't sports fans. Okay, and so they'll tell me like, "Have you seen the new?" And the answer is always, "No, no. I can't. I don't." Does have it time. involve a ball being thrown at someone's face? No, I, I didn't see it. And this time of year is is <laughs> it's an it's a marathon yeah. of sports, which is awesome. But I feel gross by Sunday nights. It's rough. No, yeah, and um, I, and I think the the F one should feel. Formula One should feel gross about how they handle that situation. Absolutely. Uh, Eagle, so you you have a breakdown, right? Like More or less. So here's my understanding of what's happened. So we have Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton going into the last race of the 2021 season. Hamilton's currently in the lead for the Drivers' Championship. Okay. This is last race. It ends up going, and obviously there's been drama between the two the entire year, but we're not going to talk about that. So in this race specifically... Between the two uh, racers? Yes. There's been a bunch of back and forth. At one point, one driver took the other driver out. It was a big scandal. So we call them drivers, not racers. Yeah. They they respect each other, but they don't like each other. It's one of those type of things. Like me me and you. Yeah. So (laughs) about five laps left in the race or so, Hamilton's in the lead by a somewhat substantial amount where like Verstappen is really going to have to push the gas to try and catch up. There was five cars that he lapped that were in between him and Verstappen. Yes. Just to give you an example. Also that. Just to give you uh, an idea. Now, granted, lapped cars in F1 is not. Oh, yeah. One other thing to mention is there was an interesting tactical decision where they brought Verstappen in to change tires and and, and so on at at a spot where it allowed. Lewis Hamilton to gain this huge lead, but yeah. it was it was risky in a sense for Hamilton, but he was controlling his car so well that he built this giant lead over Verstappen, who had a fr- who yeah. fresh tires, everything checked, full tank of gas, like whatever he needed, or not full tank, but like enough gas to finish the race. Everything it was set up for. Look, uh, Mac, and it was said in the broadcast, Max Verstappen needs a miracle. Red, the Red Bull team needs a miracle. In comes God and makes a car crash. Um, may, this this may or may not have been an actual act of God, but hey, I hopefully mean, look, that driver is okay. Yeah, every, yeah, everything's fine. It's just the car exploded. Nobody or died. You know the usual. Just one. guys going around corners at 300 kilometers an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so protocol stuff. is you bring out a safety car. Now when a safety car comes out, all the cars end up kind of turn into a snake, right? Because yeah. they're all kind of backed up each other. So the large lead Hamilton had built on Verstappen shrunk to nothing, and on top of that. Normally, in order to restart a race after they clear up the incidents, you have to have all the cars lined up kind of 1 to 20 or whatever's outstanding in order to restart the race. But because some cars were so super lapped, you really had to wait for them to catch all the way back up in order for that to happen. If they would have waited, it would have ended up at a point where the race would have ended on a safety car. 
for the championship. Oh. So the F1 stewards decided, okay, we're only going to have these certain number of the cars. The safety car would have already ended up at the, at the line, the the race, line bef- yeah. at the end of the race before those cars that got lapped did. Exactly. Just give up at that point. So Just what they decided right the was, okay, we're only going to do, I'm going to make up a number of cars. One to 12 are going to turn it, are going to be ready to go. The other cars, wherever they're on the track is wherever they're on the track and it is what yeah. it is. So there's one lap left in this race. Hamilton has the lead. But Verstappen is now behind him with fresh tires, and Hamilton's are about 40 laps in at this 36. point. So they have no grip left at this yeah. point. Maybe like the it's third chicane? <laughs> no, it, it was turn five. It was turn five, and like you see the difference. Yeah. You see the difference of like, oh. Also, his tires were huge because <laughs> they're not worn at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like Lewis Hamilton was getting by on just his sheer ability at this yeah. point, right? Like, and Verstappen saw, has the technological s- advantage of like, all right, well, I got this, I got this corner. He Bye. was like fishtailing and he was still catching up. Like, yeah. Lewis Hamilton showed how much of a good, dri- how good of a. Well, they're both he incredible, is. right? Yeah. Like, they're one and two all season long for a reason, Definitely, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's interesting because basically what they're saying is F one made up rules to to have a. a, a it's almost like they didn't want to be inconvenient, so they're like, "Ah, you know, just well, it wasn't inconvenient." So, so with with the, the I forget the dude's name, but what he told Mercedes that the person who was in charge of making this call, he said, uh, "We're here to race, so we wanted the, the race to end as a race." Massey was his name. They wanted it to end as a race, and I was like, "I get it," but so like at this at this point, why not have like injury time like soccer? You know, like, like add laps, add laps, add laps. Yeah, at that point, yeah. If you if it ends on a safety on a safety on a safety lap, whatever, add three laps, add three laps. Yeah, add three I think laps. I. Th- it's only the most logical decision. And they both start from zero. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. You know what? Now it's going to change. How many times have we had something happen drastic like this and then the next year the league makes a change, i.e. tuck rule? Or, like that. or you, you head over to a drag strip yeah. and you have the two racers go live their life a quarter mile at a time. That's it. Just like uh, uh, Dom Toretto. Billionaires. Yeah. You know Michael Schumacher's... Um, he's bankrupt now because of all the hospital all the medical bills. bills yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It's an awful story. Awful story. He was, he's made, he's like top 10 of all time in, in money earned and he's bankrupt. His wife top is, 10 of my heart too. His wife is bankrupt. Yeah. I mean, he was the reason why I used to watch every Sunday. Yeah, me yeah. too. Maybe I, he gave all his money to Evander Kane. Maybe. Ferrari back then was so fun to watch. Well, and my, my my grandfather was alive and I used to watch it with him. It was, it was the Wait, thing we did together. What did they have? They had Schumacher. They had uh, Barcelo. Who else did they have? The Brazilian guy. I never remember his name. Barcelo. Oh, yeah, well, he's one of the Brazilian guys. Mata. Mata, Mata was, was Mata. the other. Fernando Mata, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Felipe, that's Felipe Mata. We're Whatever. we're uh, <laughs> we're heading towards the end of the show, so I think it's time that we get to rapid fire. Uh, before we get to rapid fire, Terry, how much money did you lose this week? I actually just made twenty bucks as I was waiting for the show on Hot Streak Fantasy. I put I took uh, Curry on the over, uh, zero and a half points. I took um, a Green on the over rebounds, and I took uh, who are they playing? Who else the fuck did it take? I forgot who. Anyway, I took somebody else on the under on points, and I won. I won. 20 bucks. Not all five yeah. bucks. I did streak mode, and you can win more. Go on streak mode. It's the best. Yeah, if I you don't go streak mode, you get like your money back if one guy hits in there, but it's not enough. Streak mode is where you really make the money. Actually, let me just check my other bet that I made. Go ahead. Hot Streak Fantasy, use promo code Hot Sauce. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, streak, the streak mode does add a little level of uh, engagement there. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I really, really do enjoy it. Uh, promo code Hot Sauce. They will match your, your de- initial deposit with a bonus. You put 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. It's up to 1,000 bucks. So if you have 1,000 bucks to waste, well, waste. To, to earn. invest. Yeah. To invest. Invest in your future. Invest in Hot Streak Fantasy. They will give you $1,000 for having put $1,000 in, and you'll just make all kinds of money. All right, rapid fire. We're going to start off with beer goggles. 
Uh, Orlando Magic uh, player Wendell Carter Jr. got a ball to the face, knocking over his goggles. And LeBron decided, hey, I need to go to the optometrist. I wonder if this pair fits me well. Or something that could create some, uh, some blood there as you see the ball being thrown in and hits him right in the oh, face. The lens, the lens the is popped right out of Okay. Uh, was I was LeBron like, what kind of glasses are these? They don't have like the things you put on the ears. <laughs> so everybody's talking shit about how bad LeBron's been playing this year and he's putting up like similar numbers to Steph Curry, but we're also talking about how good Steph Curry is. He's going to be the MVP. It's, it's weird, huh? There's a weird, like, so. It's weird. So LeBron's obviously not the player he was because he's 37. Yeah. But what he's doing at 37 isn't on a bad team, by the His way. His last 10 games, if he didn't hit 20 points, if he didn't hit 30 points, uh, sorry, over 25 points, he had a triple-double. So That's Al- crazy. Alex, me. the intern, is, is, a, is a Lakers fan. Yeah. And I remember he was so excited about all the names joining the roster, and I was like, this is not going to be a good team. It's not a good it, team. It, it, it's... It's fun to watch the the, the disaster in motion because they're, they're familiar names and that's always fun. You can't overload too much. Well, there's a limit to your overload. There's also like because in the NBA the styles of player are important and and Westbrook and LeBron just doesn't work. It's two of the guys who do the same things exactly. at the same time who need the ball to do those things. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, and what's cool about this is that LeBron has seemed miserable this year and he he always catches a lot of heat from from the people who hate LeBron and whatever. It was cool to remember, oh, yeah, LeBron used to be a guy who had fun on the court. Yeah. And I, I was like, you know what? I admit, I wish he would be this more often. Of course. You know, just a guy, a kid having fun on the court. Even know? even though even the LeBron that's kind of like a little bit of a dick and, you know, like just get but talks to the players and stuff. I like that LeBron. The LeBron I don't like is the, the diver, the flopper, the, the complainer. Yeah, the business mogul. I mean, no, <laughs> I don't even mind the business mogul yeah. because he's a super smart I, guy and he's doing the right yeah, shit. I'm, but I'm, like, I'm impressed. I'm impressed, obviously, with the, the business mind that LeBron has been he, he basically turned himself into an economy yeah um but at the same time he created a, like a legit value for yeah him. I just I hate that the press conferences become so dull yeah and like, because he's always protecting the brand he's right he's always protecting himself too yeah well yeah. that he had when he won with the Lakers he, if he says the wrong thing it costs millions of dollars it puts thousands of people out of work you when know he what won, I mean? when he won with the Lakers he's like I want my damn respect you have the respect so like that's the thing he did even going back to Miami though where he tried to play the villain card like he plays the, the victim not the villain. Well, yeah, well it was a it was a misapplication of the villain. We're like, "Bro, you're still the best in the world, man. Like it's all good. Just yeah. go win." Go is win. this the one time that LeBron wins the argument over MJ in terms of who is better at age 37? Well, Michael's body at 37. Although he be- also Michael, Michael became 40. a good shooter at 37, but yeah. his body broke down in a way LeBron's didn't. Also at 42, he played like the full season when he played with Charlotte. So yeah, but he wasn't good. He wasn't good, but he he was 42 and he played 82 games. Yeah, but that's overblown. What's the talk- point? Draymond Green is on Twitter right now talking about how he's to play back to back games and he's and he's tired. Well, but they are he's, tired. He's tired. Yeah. He's tired. But, but I, I understand. He's tired. I'm tired. You know what tired is? I'm tired yeah. of your shit. Is I fell asleep on the couch last night. I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning to drive my girlfriend to work today. That's tired. I fell asleep on the couch, and then I woke up at ten o'clock this morning. And I'm not. I'm, compl- tired. I'm not complaining. A I'm not complaining. This guy's complaining <laughs> that he played a game, slept. Next morning had to fly play, no, no, but to a city and then play another game. He's complaining that those games are back to back because there's a break right after. But but the play. So when you say playing a game, it's misleading too because what they do for a living is more than playing a game. Okay, it's sorry. very physically demanding, and it the is. travel is I terrible. Agree. I agree. The NBA travel is the worst. It always has been the worst, by the way. It was even worse during the Michael Jordan time. But here's the thing: is I don't actually care if players play 82 games or not because. Look, I'd rather get the best version of them, yeah. especially come playoff time. I agree. I'm not, I'm not against load management and all that stuff, but like, you can't come back to me and say, 
that you're tough and you do all these things when you're complaining about two basketball games back. LeBron is also on track to beat to have played the most minutes in the NBA. No, not, no not LeBron. And I, I understand. Like, I'm just yeah. saying, going, bring it back to LeBron. Yeah, he's he is on track to play the most oh, minutes I, in the NBA I, history. I, so I mean, there's there is that too. You're not getting any anti-LeBron arguments yeah. from me. All Next. right, going from 82 games to 10, good gyrations. LSU's <laughs> new head coach is celebrating his recruitment of five-star quarterback Walker Howard with this particular day. <laughs> Sorry. So loud. Yeah, what's, what's like oh. it? Brian. Brian. <laughs> Brian. What a sellout. Whoa, Eagle. Fuck. Why is it so loud? I muted it on stream so okay. they don't hear it. Okay. Fuck. Thanks for murdering my ears. You're welcome. Um, Brian, don't do that. <laughs> what was that? That was so cheesy. It's so <laughs> what a sellout. Oh, my God. What I want to ask you a question. What's cringier? The fact that he developed a southern accent? The fact that he's wearing the sweater vest, or when they slow the dance down to slow motion. So like, I remember people was like, "Oh, maybe he was like hiding his accent in Indiana." Why they have accents in Indiana? He's from Massachusetts. What southern accent is he hiding? He's from southern Boston. Boston, <laughs> fucking Boston. Like if he was Matt Damon, I'd get it. Those guys sound like Bill Burr. They don't sound like fucking Bill Burr. You mean the Texan Splinter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking crazy is that? Oh, just jacked Bill Burr. No, but <laughs> it, it's like. Thing. You tell me that I keep hating on college coaches? Yeah. Come on. No, this is ridiculous. Am I wrong? <laughs> this is, Am I wrong? This is the reason why they should uh, coaches shouldn't be getting paid in college. <laughs> pay, pay the players. Pay Walker. Yeah, yeah. Don't pay Kelly. Yeah. The production cost of that video could have paid for someone's tuition. Also, Walker coming out of high school, he's like 6'8". Like, how big is that guy? I don't understand these American kids, man. <laughs> there was a few uh, changes, transfers. Oklahoma, what's his name? Uh, Spencer Rattler went to like South Carolina or something from Oklahoma. So. It's it's so I even saw like uh like um, Joe Burrow's Heisman speech this yeah. weekend because it was like the anniversary of his Heisman speech, and it's putting uh, it's putting Kevin McAllister's head from Home Alone yeah on the body of an adult man yeah <laughs> it's creepy that's yeah, weird it's so creepy he has like the bag he looks like a child yeah scissor me timbers again. <laughs> Washington football team's uh, Taylor Heineke, Tay Lotz, by the way, thanks, Pease, uh, was on his way to the bench, and he found a pair of scissors on the field. I saw that. This is yeah. actually the second time this happens this season. I miss the days of people throwing dildos. No, it's it's the personal trainer, that guy. He dropped his scissors on the way there. Look at this. That's all it was. He dropped his scissors on the way there. Here's your scissors. He those are clearly scissors to cut tape. Yeah, you know what I mean. So people, people just like but so react but over. Anything. But here's the thing: is how often does this actually happen? And like, do, has a player ever slid into scissors? Has everyone's season ended because they, they they ripped their Achilles imagine, on a pair of scissors? Imagine that'd be awful. Imagine like the player gets up, he's like, "What the hell is going on?" And then he looks down and he sees a pair of scissors like poking through his Achilles. That'd be unbelievable. It, it's um, it, there's like there used to be this. Uh, I think it was Mutant Football League where there would be like explosions on the field yeah, and stuff. Yeah. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. They're starting to build like you know obstacles. Like yeah. it goes from scissors to like a flaming. It's hoop. gonna be like NFL Blitz soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Next down. All right, defensive assignment. Uh, Detroit Red Wings defender Moritz Sider leads all NHL rookie defensemen in a very particular category, as category. seen on this lower it's third. Um. I'll let you in on a little production secret. We don't check to see if the graphics fit the spot we typed it in. So, uh, yeah. 
No, it's just the cis, but the, in the cis column, is it's called ass. Well, he leads an ass. So, he first of all, uh, Moritz Sider, congrats on the sex. Moritz Sider. Because you're crushing it, apparently. Yeah, crushing it. Crushing it. Um, I'm happy for the dude, uh, for the assist, and also for the ass, because it's important. It's all good. Love it's all ass. Good. We're, pro, we're pro-sex podcast. I so. am. Definitely pro-sex. Happy, happy definitely, crushing it. Definitely pro-ass. Mm. Definitely pro-ass. Definitely an ass More of a legs guy, though. Mm. Big legs guy. So you, if it was just legs, like you take home like the legs of a mannequin and go dirty. Depends on the legs. Well, mannequin legs are pretty sex. No hair. Yeah, but there's no, no hairless. No, but I I like a little like a little uh, chunk. I mean, you right. can sandpaper them a little bit if you want. A little scruff. Yeah. All right. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Big boy reprise. Uh, seven foot tall high school basketball player Connor Williams has put together a viral tape, including one shredding defense uh, with his passes after suffering an ankle injury. That Here kid is, is seven feet tall. Seven feet tall. This kid's seven feet tall. Seven feet tall. He looks seven hundred pounds. Well, he's all, he carries a welcome seven feet tall. Oh man. Listen, you were a big guy at one point. I'm a big guy now. I know the exact pain he just went through in rolling. It sucks. His ankle. Oh, it's the worst. Fat guys wear their ankles all the time. So he rolls his ankle, continues the play, goes to the spot, gets the pass, quick dish yeah. for the two. Because he can't move. Because he can't move? Yeah. This guy is better than Jokic. Um, no. <laughs> so, so it's funny because people have been like, drawing comparisons to like Zion. No. And, and the thing is, Zion doesn't roll his ankle running up so, the court. Because there's, there's videos of him just wet from three. There's <laughs> videos of him just dominating dudes. But here's the thing is like, his, his shot takes a year to come out of his hand. At, at the next level, everything's getting better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, he's actually primarily a football player. Okay. And mm-hmm. so he's, he's probably, if he, if he plays uh, in college, it's going to be in football. He probably, he's probably at a school where he has to play a winter sport and he has to play a summer sport. Yeah. So he plays football and basketball. And yeah, it's, uh, but still, it's, it's, it's still an impressive feat to see what, what other doing. sport can he play at a prep school other than basketball? That guy, Lacrosse? A, a guy that size? No, there's no way. No, Can't no move. way. Can I just give him credit for playing basketball, getting injured, and continuing to play without going into tears or calling an ambulance? Weird, huh? It's weird how that happens, yeah. It is. It is. It's weird. And our last story for today, serial hacker with a C, Kellogg's has decided to permanently replace their 1,400 striking employees by replacing them with scabs. That's P's word, not mine, but in case you don't know what that means, basically like just... Workers Which off the street to but fill. But it, it is a term. Like I wasn't sure. It's a term in like union scabs? terminology. Yeah, yeah. scabs is a term. All right, now it's I even on something. Seinfeld. That's how Terry knows. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I mean, however, actually, is it on? No, I know because I'm a history history major. I was just making a joke, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, no, because <laughs> I said guess myself. I'm like, is it because of Kramer? So, um, so a TikToker has decided to flood their application system with a series of fake applications similar to what he did for the Texas abortion ban oh. logic, but he made it very hard to detect because he's using actual relevant information in those submitted surveys, so they can't tell what's real and what's fake. Oh my god, this is unbelievable. Well, apparently Kellis is planning to replace workers who are fighting for better workplace conditions and better pay, and so people over at the anti-work subreddit have found out they're using these websites to do it, these That's locations. So you know what I had to do? You know how to cook up a little, a little something, something, a little something, something, you know? I'm not going to try to explain exactly what this does. I'm just going to show you. Go ahead and run the code. Please, when I ran on one of the four websites. Oh, fuck. Starts up an application. You need to sign in. Okay, well, it goes through the process of, of signing in. Goes <laughs> as, and has the privacy agreement itself. Goes as it creates an account. Oh, we're living in the matrix, man. 
We're living in oh, a fucking it fills everything else. Dominating the world. It fills out a resume and, and attaches a CV. I still have, I still have fucking Application AMC. I'm still following In case you're wondering, yes, all the data is relevant data. No key right here. Yeah, match, it all matches up perfectly. I'm still working on the rest of the fields, but not bad. So he did that in a day. Unbelievable. Um, hey man, not all heroes were capes, you know, like, uh, apparently they were forcing overtime, uh, forcing 16 hour days. And like, here's the thing. Are people still even eating cereal? <laughs> yeah, I haven't I eaten eat cereal. Really? I haven't yeah. eaten cereal in a decade. My girlfriend loves Fruit Loops. I once in a while get, um, the, uh, churro cereal, the, the cinnamon toast churros. Oh, I never had those. But I drop it on my ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So the once, the once a month I get to eat ice cream, that's what go. I do. Can't make Rice Krispie squares for Christmas with the little like red and green ones. There is a shortage of Rice Krispie. Uh, I wonder Krispies. why. There's a shortage of anything. There's no wine. I, there was no Chianti. They're Classicos. also on strike, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I went to go look. I couldn't find it. All right, bastards. Yeah, there we go. There you go. That, that was, was the show. show. Um. Well, first of all, thanks to the TikToker for uh, fucking over Kellogg's. It's awesome. Um. Thank you, Eagle, for everything you've done today. Uh. Thank you, Terry for joining us uh, for coming back to the show I missed you last week buddy yeah man um, thank you for everyone who has liked and subscribed uh, and rated and reviewed and all that stuff it's, it's awesome we appreciate it uh, keep doing that if you haven't done it yet please do it's super important we really do appreciate it uh, it's going to be Christmas soon we don't really know what we're doing for Christmas season because we haven't talked about it but we'll talk about it after this show and we're going <laughs> to let you know next week on Hot Top Sports till then thank you all for letting me be myself You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.